You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everybody, welcome to Breakfast Audio Clapping, a new sports <laughs> show here. Um, no, welcome to Sports Middle, a show about sports and how we put you in the middle of them. Um, or as John has written here, I'll read the intro. Um, hello and welcome to Sports Middle, where your favorite video game podcasters surround themselves with pre-recorded or virtual sports. This is because all sports are canceled. Um, Except for grappling. Illness. <laughs> Except for grappling, it turns out, which is a choice to me. Yeah. Um, we've got a full cast today, and by full cast, I mean all of the people who were uh, here last week. Um, we've got guys editor Dylan Skiffington. Hello. We've got, sorry, it says here editor in chief. Is that correct, <laughs> Danielle Yanda? It's official. It's real. I am a editor in beef. That's me. Editor in beef. That's amazing. And we've got, let's see, it says retiree, four-time <laughs> NBA champion, and oh, but not a Hall of Famer. Mm. That's tough. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, John Warren. Hi. Um, uh, Danielle, do you have enough uh, coffee? I meant to ask before we got on. Uh, you know, you can top me off a little bit. Okay, I can I'll, take um, a little bit more. Thanks. I'll send it. I'll send a postmate. I'll send a post. Thank you. Um, Thank you. We still have to be responsible with distancing, but I, I uh, did the last one get there fast enough or? Yeah. You know, it could have been a little faster. It was a tiny bit lukewarm. Okay. You know, okay, like okay. the top was a little cooler than the bottom. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, the, 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 cup. the tip will, uh, <laughs> the, t- the tip will come out of my paycheck. It's okay. You don't have to okay. worry about yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, it was watch. already going to happen like that. So, okay. Um, hi. Um, I have a lot more time on my hands to watch sports. So yeah, um, well, it's good because there are a lot of them. Yeah, there are a lot so. of them right now. Yeah. So many. How are how are y'all's sports weeks? Did you do anything fun other than watch the homework? I, I had I, a sport. Uh, worked, <laughs> you had a sport. I was gonna I was gonna start by saying I just worked out for about um, twenty five yes. minutes for the first time in uh, months. My heart did write me a letter. Let me read it real quick. Uh, yeah. It did say, hey, bud, what the fuck? And it's kind of written in a weird, like, SpongeBob meme font, you know, like. Wow. And what did you do? Said, what was your workout? Uh, it was some free weights. And then I did about 15 minutes of a recumbent bike on a pretty high resistance setting, which is. Um, nice. No, it's. You know what, Danielle? It's not nice. I'll tell you why. Um. <laughs> I'll tell you why. When you're as big as I am, uh, you do a thing where you, when you let yourself go, and I don't know if you know what that's like by the look of it, I would say you don't. Um, but but uh, 
when you let yourself go and you start doing recumbent bike one the muscles in your abdomen are like flexing for the first time in years and then um and then what happens is that that bowl full of jelly just starts to move and move and move in ways that you're like just not really used to um and then when i stopped my legs one uh felt very much like a jello jiggler and then um and then my heart just was racing so 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 damn fast and um yeah you know felt good in a way to remember what it's like to uh to have your body react to something you do that's not just like you know midnight diarrhea or something like that (laughs) um but like uh yeah so that was the sport i did that's it now here's the thing john yeah because you did more exercise than it would have been for us Mm -hmm. so does that that's good you know what's funny is that i want i once asked a physical therapist if that was a thing and she was just like not really Uh, (laughs) i was like logically you know if i do 10 minutes of a recumbent bike that's like fucking an hour for someone else right and they were like (laughs) no not really i was like ah shit oh okay cool well cool. well never mind yeah i guess i, I didn't go to doctor once, school um i once dated oh, this is funny i once dated a guy i date guys sometimes uh who said uh like I, I used to run with him and i was a faster runner than him and it like made him a little bit uneasy sometimes and he tried to tell me once that he felt like there should be weight classes in running because it <laughs> took him more effort to run than me what uh, and is that where you ended it kind of right there you know? on the on the beach you were like i'm actually done this is you over have, you literally yeah. just constructed a wall between you and him and yeah that was it. Uh, it was right a, there, a very street. you know i was young then and now i'm not so it's fun <laughs> danielle do you want to tell us about the only sport in in existence right now before we get into our homework <laughs> Sure. Yeah. I, I haven't watched the whole card yet, but I watched about half of it. But there was an actual event. There was a sporting event. Unreal. It was Chael Sonnen's Submission Underground. It's very weird to me that my weird fucking sport of submission grappling, which, again, looks like bad sex with, like, board shorts on, uh, is the one sport <laughs> that, like, exists okay. right now and has, I'm like, in. an active I'm taking notes about thing. sex right now. <laughs> So the board shorts are off. <laughs> they're on. Uh, they're oh, on. But but yeah. but you're saying that in other cases the board shorts do need to be off. Uh, most of the time, you know. But oh. like, don't let me yuck anybody's yum. You know, okay. if you've got a board short thing, go go for it, my friend. Bless Just make you. sure the velcro is in a comfortable place. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> but yeah, Chael Sonnen's submission underground. Uh, did actually have an event on Fight Pass. Like, it, it, it went on sort of as planned. Now, they did the weirdest thing um, where, you know, it was in a giant empty, it looked like a garage or so, like a parking garage that they put a cage in. Uh, good, and it was good. submission grappling, so it was not, a, you know, full MMA. It's the sport that I do and I compete in, which is basically wrestling on the ground, or sorry, on the feet. So you start standing up. You and the other person are standing up. You try to wrestle each other to the ground, or you could do judo, and then you try to submit each other uh, sort of on the ground. That's where you have fun chokes and fun bone-breaking things like arm bars and knee bars ah, and heel hooks. Uh, <laughs> so... 
they had this weird rule. So this is a very full contact sport. It is the fullest contact sport. Your entire body is on the other person's entire body. But they made them wear full-length spats and rash guards. So it just means like the little body suits that we wear, basically. Um, and they didn't shake hands. They had to do elbow bumps. However, they also, you know, had each other's hands all over and yeah, their yeah, bodies that's, all that's over. so silly. It's like, it was wa- the silliest fucking thing. It's like waving to someone across the room and then open mouth kissing them when you leave. It's just <laughs> exactly. like, what? Exactly. It's so weird. Exactly. And then Chael Sonnen himself, who is an ex-MMA fighter, I, I believe he's a black belt. He, This is like his promotion right now. He has a grappling yeah. promotion. Uh, I, and I've watched other events. They were pretty fun. They have a really fun format. Uh, they, they've actually done some tag team grappling which is really cool in the past so it's like oh you and you and one other person it's exactly like a tag team match in rest you know in pro wrestling but with you know the added element of it's just straight competition it's not like a, a performance okay, so it's sort of I, like now, now i have now i have very many questions okay are you ready for yeah, that okay I, this is not I, the format they use this time although that's typically the format that they do in these okay. i guess this was to have fewer people touching each other but uh, oh, yeah. oh oh so fewer people per match touching each other but yeah, yeah but just like a lot of touching otherwise that's oh, that makes a sure. lot of sense 100 um, chael was ta- in the other room which is also extremely funny he was oh in like God. a black room by his himself only commenting himself uh well yeah he wasn't gonna be he wasn't gonna expose himself he was social distancing that's exactly what wrestlemania is gonna be like this weekend vince mcmahon is just in a fucking bunker somewhere (laughs) watching the show all of his puppets coming out and touching each other for five hours a day um first of all chael sonnen it does not surprise me that he is running a promotion that is still uh going yeah 100 percent he is he is a very a Vince McMahon-y kind of person. Um, yes. He's a showman. The tag team grappling thing, when... Uh, if someone's gassed and needs to tag out, is it the strategy of the other person to keep them from tagging? Uh, that's a good question. Actually, I'm not actually sure. Okay. I've, I mean, I've watched a, quite a bit of it, and you have to kind of assume the position... That your, you know, that your teammate is in. So if like you're about to be choked out, and like you get tagged right. in, you're still about to be choked out. Like it's it's a very this is actually like a training technique that we do huh. all the time. Like in grappling, we we kind of this isn't the way we compete, but like we do it for fun all the time. Where it's like okay, somebody tags you out, and uh, you know it's like a king of the hill kind of thing that we do. But yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> interesting. It's wild. It, and watching it, it again, it looked like it was in a giant parking garage. And in the background, you could see the other athletes warming up on mats that were all six feet apart. <laughs> like oh it looked like God. the apocalypse. I mean, it really did. It was wild. It was nuts. <laughs> I mean, they they mm, has anyone They're done all like hand touch? Has They're anyone done touch? They're all going to touch the mat. So, has anyone done know. like hand sanitizer wrestling? Oh god. Now oh, now John, hurt. what the fuck what the fuck that is that? Hurt. I'm pretty sure that's just the kink thing. Yeah, yeah, that's just online. They have an armory for that, John. <laughs> In San Francisco. Can we yeah. can we cut this part out of the podcast? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, there is an armory in San Francisco, I'm sure is doing that. Yeah, that's true. Um Yeah, I don't know. That's wild. Six feet apart, but let's Let's so they're all going to touch. That's weird. Like, it's, I hope they were all 
tested, but I, I have no idea how they would have been. So, how, have has this event been like widely criticized, or has it gone? I mean, because it's not super major, I'm guessing. That's and, the other thing. I think they were hoping that oh, it's the one sport that's happening. Maybe people will come to grappling, and like I don't this, think that's the this attitude. ain't gonna change anybody's minds. Yeah, friends. you're, you're like, not reading the room. Whoa, bless yeah. you. Sorry, it's all right. Oh, um, I, yeah, I don't. That's not. That's not the way to bring people in. You're, you got to no. read the room a little bit, I feel the, like. Some of the stuff that they're doing with, like, Quintet and with uh, Kinetic, which is one of UFC's other kind of fun and, and cool pro grappling things. Like, it has, like, a team format and, like, a, yeah. you know, elimination format. I think that's a lot more interesting and accessible for people to watch and be like, oh, yeah, this is great. Not this very weird, like, definitely in a Thunderdome and the population has been decimated and, you know, it's like this weird echoing across the parking lot type of thing. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, wild. I, I had a sport. That's wild. Um, we had homework. We did. We were given homework. Um, <laughs> by John, you. do you want to talk? Yeah, yeah, you yeah by it. us. <laughs> do you want to talk about the homework, John? Uh, oh, sure. Um, yeah, so uh, the NBA uh, in their... I was going to say infinite wisdom, but it's pretty rare wisdom, honestly, yeah. uh, at least in terms of their online strategy. They basically let uh, a lot of their like full game tapes on um, on uh, on YouTube, which is cool. And so they, they've just been releasing like, you know, kind of classic games, mostly from the last like, I don't know, uh, like five to seven years. Yes. Um, yeah. But like. Uh, there have been a lot of bangers, uh, which is cool. Um, we, I, I did watch most of the uh, the Warriors Thunder game where uh, S Steph Curry hit that crazy three, and Mike Breen completely lost his mind. Where were you? Do you remember where you were for that shot? Was it how? When? What was the date of that game? That was 2016. February 2016. Uh, I do. End of February. I do. I was. I thought I was having like a false memory, but I'm not. I. I, I was in. <laughs> I was in my studio apartment in Glendale, and uh, and yeah, I. I had like a little like curtained off corner of the studio apartment where I had like my TV where I could watch sports, uh, because Anne does not like sports, and so uh, yeah, I remember that, and I think I remember going like, oh. <laughs> when he hit that shot and and, and Ann was kind of like hey what's up what's going on hey what's up bud? Um, and you were like look how far he put this orb in the whole way from right um <laughs> but anyway we uh th there was one of the most recent games that they put up and it might have been the most recent game uh at least that they put up in their entirety is the game seven uh between the philadelphia 76ers and toronto raptors from last year's playoffs and god that's a, a fucking doozy i mean like i remember the the last five minutes of this game really well which we'll talk about at length but like i just really not remembered like like weird parts of this game so we watched yeah. that and i mean daniel and uh dylan are not like big basketball watchers uh recently so yeah. um I, I think they have a lot of questions i know that i have some observations that i had not really made the first time around. So yeah, I don't know. What did what did y'all think as as two folks who just, you know, haven't really watched basketball, you know, in any sort of like serious way in a while. Um, like what was this like watching this entire broadcast? Dylan, do you wanna do you wanna go first here? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, well, one of the things like I, I, basketball is probably like like you said my least watched sport out there. Um, and I think one of the things that I've always struggled to understand is what the hell constitutes a foul. Uh, <laughs> and a, and a, I mean, Nikki mentioned uh, yesterday just when we were you know everyone started watching it. Nikki mentioned that there were so many things that go uncalled in the first quarter. Yeah, uh, it's it, ridiculous. <laughs> makes it really hard to understand what actually is a foul and what isn't because like yeah. 90% of the time I'm, I look at something, I'm like, oh, that, that shouldn't be a foul. It is. And then the other half of the time where I'm like, ah, that's that's definitely a foul. And then it's not. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I have no clue. Um, but I mean, like, outside of struggling to understand what the hell, like, what the hell can be penalized. Um, I mean, it was it was relatively yeah. easy to understand outside I mean, of that. You know, we could talk about that. I mean, like, you know, Nikki, ah. Uh, uh, I'm I'm a person who, if you, hmm, how can I put this without sounding like a like I'm uh, I'm arrogant? If you put me oh. on if you put me on uh-huh. a if you put me on a football field tomorrow, yeah, I could probably referee an entire game. I think I could yes. referee an entire game. No, a hundred percent. I I think I like I know pass interference when I see it. I know holding. I even know defensive holding. I know a lot of stuff in football. I still very much struggle with basketball. <laughs> yeah, I really it's do. It's because there are so many there's so many uh things that look like fouls but are not fouls because they have basically been like written into the rules and there are things that in years past in like that we've watched the rules change on like what a foul is. So like there's a lot yeah. of hand checking early in this game which is now illegal like you can't hand check anymore which basically is where you like are using your hands to kind of uh provide like very basic interference with the path of the ball as the player is dribbling um or you're like basically like check you're like very tiny checking the person on their side or whatever as they try to get past you you can't do that anymore um, but that happens so much in the first quarter of this basketball yeah, game. Can, can we um, let's segue into? I mean, I think we can continue the rules conversation, but I also want to talk about. I did not remember one how physical the first uh, yeah. first quarter is, and two how uh, this is a strange thing to say. A low scoring yeah. game, not a good defensive game. Like no. these play, mm-hmm. these teams did not play good defense because they kept getting open looks, but they were just like missing these yeah, open shots. Ball, ball just don't go in hole. Yeah, is what <laughs> they found out, and which is super wild. It's also the other hit big part of this before before we move on is that game sevens in the NBA. Okay, well there's it's like a, there's a couple of things. Oh God, playoff basketball is refereed different than regular season basketball, yeah. and then the further you get into a series, the more the, the less they're the more lenient the refs are basically sure. so like once you get to game seven uh especially in a tight series like this one was the refs will let a lot go that they would not let go um kind of earlier in the playoffs or earlier in the season so like i like just kind of watching counted at least like 12 fouls across both teams oh, that probably would have put like almost the entire starting five for both teams in foul trouble in the end of the first quarter. Um, but like it's playoff basketball, so you don't call that stuff. Do the players and coaches kind of know that going in or is this yeah. something that, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. 
I mean, they, they also look at referee uh, teams. Like, you know, they're basically like staff of referees that call games. And you kind of know how the game is going to be called when you get that assignment. And like the crew that was doing this one, not only, um, you know, it's late in the series, but also like known for letting some stuff go. Um, whereas like, you know, they're, uh, they're mostly gone now, but there have been referee crews that like call fucking everything. Like they're the most yeah. like obnoxious like hard to watch referees because they just don't let anything go. Um, yeah, it's like they it's like they hate basketball, but like their rules of basketball more than they like w- watch right. people play the sport. Yeah. Um. I, just as like, a, just to make a sorry, just yeah, to make no, no, like a, a metaphor and tell me if this is bananas, but almost like oh, if you're a lawyer and you know a particular judge has your case or something, you would slightly alter your strategy in the oh, case. Oh, a hundred percent. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, and and so a few few contextual items in terms of the rules. Like th- this is kind of the same in almost every major sports league. I feel like you know hockey, uh, football, and definitely the NBA is like in the eighties. A lot of these like hand checking and like kind of physicality of basketball was all kind of geared toward defensive play. Like you know a lot of teams that had the most like essentially aggressive defensive players were basically fine like they weren't fouled you know they didn't they didn't have fouls called on them all the time like charles oakley like a lot of players in the 80s just like were super good at kind of circumventing these rules and doing hand checks and like being super physical and like as the years have gone on they've take they've stripped that stuff out in order to basically lean into more offensive watchable sports like in almost every league hmm. Um, and like hockey is like especially true with that Dylan like not only with like like you know roughing penalties and stuff like that but just like rule changes that allow the game to be higher scoring and less like keep away defensive struggles yeah Um, yeah it turns out people like it when the numbers are big yeah yeah and 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 I'm and I'm one of the weird ones that like whenever I watch uh sports center or something uh which I'm not allowed to say because it's it's, yeah what's what is is that that? um but whenever I watch (laughs) whenever I like see a thing like a you know a a crawler on the screen and it's like you know an NBA game ends with like uh 94 to 87 I'm like oh fuck what was that game like you know like that's usually an indicator of something interesting happening to me more than your typical like oh it's 130 to 121 you know at the end of a, a regulation or something yeah. so that's one thing i will say about nba scores is that uh as someone who doesn't know the game yeah uh anything that's within 10 points feels like incredibly close but also like not at all because yeah. like in the first quarter they were struggling to, to even hit 15 points so it's like oh yeah a 10 point lead is huge, but like towards the end, 10 points was like nothing. Cause they would just go on a 10 0 rally. And then yeah. like, yeah. So I, yeah. I don't, I don't basketball is like one of those things where unless you know it really well, yeah. um, you don't know what actually constitutes a close game versus what's not. Yeah. Yeah. What did you learn about those two teams? Not really knowing anything about them. Uh, I definitely learned that I, I, no way more players from Toronto. <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> okay. what happened to Philly. <laughs> okay, okay, here's a good game. Yeah. How many, if, okay, I'm going to read you the starting five for this team, Dylan, and I need you to tell me how many of them still play for the Toronto Raptors. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, ready? 
Kawhi Leonard. Does he still play for the Raptors? I've, I've already cheated because I see your notes. Yeah. Ah, damn it. You put it in the notes, Nikki. I was Why did you put it in the notes? <laughs> you put it in the notes? Why uh, did you put it in the notes? Well, because I didn't. I just had the idea for this game right now. You're like, here's it's here's okay. the Sudoku book. The puzzles are in the front. <laughs> I mean, shit, the answers. I fucked so, that joke up. Go ahead. So, so they won, right? What's wrong? Who, what? The, yeah. the finals? Yes. Yeah, yeah. they actually went so on they won. the whole thing. Yeah, so I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, that happens a lot in hockey where a team goes on to win and then it falls apart because everyone's like, pay me more. Yeah. Uh, and then they can't. And then the team kind of falls apart and then they get average again. Yeah. The weird thing about this specifically is that the Raptors got blown up for a couple of reasons and they're still the best team, like maybe the second, maybe the best or second best team in basketball. <laughs> So we're the third best team in basketball. So some some contact the the the, the GM of Toronto is a really interesting guy. Um, and a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Do you want to give some context to that before we move on? When the when the Raptors won the finals, they won it in Oakland uh-huh. at the in the Raptor or in the Warriors building. Um, and Masai Ujiri, who's the GM of the team, uh wanted to celebrate with his squad um so he like came out uh he was behind he was in the seats right and he wanted to get onto the court and i get he like apparently allegedly didn't have the correct credentials even though it's masai fucking yajiri and like you should just know that this is the general manager of the general manager of of the raptors um so this police officer working for like oakland pd or like a security guard no i think he was a i think it was like a legitimate cop i think it was was like working security yeah yeah was like uh you can't come in because uh, you don't have the credentials. And Masa Udri was like, the fuck? What are you talking about, bud? Uh, so we just like pushed him out of the way and got onto the court. And then the cops sued Masa Ujiri and tried to get him banned from NBA games because he was a quote, like a menace and like harassing him. Uh, yeah. God, the court briefing is, or the, the legal filing is so good because the cop is like, I was punched in the chest very hard. And my, now my, no my, one will respect me because I let someone on the basketball court that should have been on the basketball court. And, yeah. my, and my guy looks exactly like Ralph fucking Wiggins. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the most, it's the copiest cop that's ever copped. And it's just like, shut the fuck up, dude. What are you talking about? So this, fucking funny. This sounds a lot like when Lewis Hamilton, F1 driver, like six time world champion, Lewis Hamilton, uh, like had to retire his car once and this is during his like championship run this is like he's a known quantity had to retire his car and like walk back to the paddock for his team and like the security guard didn't recognize him <laughs> and didn't let him in even though he had like his helmet on and his oh full uniform he's like i am a driver and the guy's like i don't know who you are that case was wild too because i remember the, like the court document said that like the the cops said something like the team knew he was a menace and should have oh my warned God, everyone yeah, in the building. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a wild, wild case. Any anyway, like he's a really good GM. Like he's amassed a good team, and they got close for many, many years to kind of breaking through. Like they they you know they had done well in the draft. They had signed interesting free agents that kind of like developed in in that system, but they they were missing a piece and so they they got Kawhi Leonard in yeah, a trade yeah because the year before this yeah. 
they they had the best record in the league and then they got, they got blown uh, up in the playoffs. swept yeah. by by LeBron and the Cavaliers um and then they had this like one two punch of DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry that had kind of carried that franchise for the like previous 5 years um, and they were like hometown heroes, basically. Like they yeah. were loved by everyone in Toronto, and they just kind of were like Demar Derozan. We're sending you uh, to San Antonio, bye, bud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, like it's it's not that Toronto is like I don't know maybe the best place in the world, but there is a, such a drop off from yeah. <laughs> uh, here's Toronto with this like incredible kind of like uh cosmopolitan fan base it feels like in, in there and it's just kind of a fun place and a fun vibe and then you're gonna go to san antonio fucking texas <laughs> i don't know it's just not my favorite but um anything anything after jurassic park has to be a letdown right i think so yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, that's the best name for a place good. to play a sport i think yeah it's very good um but they 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 essentially rented Kawhi leonard yeah, and, and they knew they were renting. They him. knew that they they were they knew in their bones that they were not going to get Kawhi Leonard to sign like a long term deal with with Toronto. He just didn't want to do that. He had made it known like way before he wanted to be in L.A. because he kind of grew up in Southern California, and that's this is kind of where he came up. And he he knew he wanted to either play for the Lakers or Clippers, and all the free agency stuff was going to work out in his favor to go to one of those places. And sure enough, he did. But like. You know, they they basically rented this guy and this entire crowd that was watching. It's a very interesting dynamic. I, you could tell the crowd, I think, loves Kawhi Leonard and loves what he brought to the town, but they, they don't have the same. It, it is just like hiring like a heavy and being like, yeah, here he is. Here's our heavy, <laughs> but he's not one of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of a weird say, vibe. That's yeah. a bit unique. It's like. Um, in hockey, the trade deadline is, I think, early March, late February for uh, before playoffs. You can't trade after that. Yeah, and makes a sense. lot of times teams that um, are players that their you know uh, contracts about to be up, that they'll sign um, just to play the rest of the season somewhere else. Right. Uh, but at the end of the season, they'll be you know unsigned. They still have to sign a new contract or whatever. Yeah, teams they'll do that all the time. But like, it's rarely done with somebody like as big. As like Kawhi Leonard, it's pretty rare. It did happen again this year. Uh, the the uh, Detroit Pistons traded uh, Andre Drummond as center to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and there, there's like a zero percent chance that Cleveland's going to re-sign Andre Drummond. There's just like no way. Uh, but it was basically like you know a weird lose lose situation for every team involved. But it's like it happens. But with Kawhi, that was like it was. You're right. Super rare because Kawhi was, you know, the top probably three player in the league. Yeah. Um. So it's Both a weird. Wild. It's an interesting team. Um. I. Yeah, it's an interesting team that uh decides to. There's a stat that like Kawhi took thirty of the seventy shots. I think this is like in the middle of the third quarter. Kawhi had taken thirty of the seventy shots that the team had taken, mm-hmm. which is. Wild. Like at one point, they just are running the entirety of the offense through Kawhi Leonard because yeah. nobody else kind of wants to play basketball. And then Kyle Lowry is like, I would like to play basketball. <laughs> and then he decides to start playing basketball really well. Um, but like this is this series is kind of a story also about how Pascal Siakam kind of like disappears at the end of this series. Yeah. Like who is like 
who that year won, went on to win um, finals MVP and then won uh, most improved player because he like came from the G League, which is like the, the developmental league for the NBA. Um, then came up and like kind of just disappeared for this series and then decided to have like another coming out party in, during the finals. Um, but he's like nowhere to be seen during this game. Which I, is wild. So, I, like, other people have to step up. Can I just say I love the name Pascal Siakam? It's, it's so good. That's a very, very good name. Good. It's a tremendous name. Can I ask um, a very uh, dumb question regarding names? Of course. Yeah. Is Marc Gasol Pau Gasol's yes. Yes. relative? Okay. Bro- yeah, brother. brother. Yes. Younger brother. Brother. Gotcha. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And... A, a weirdly different player than than yeah okay. than Pau Gasol okay. because yeah. Pau Gasol is a very good interior player so he was he would play in the post and he would kind of play under the basket and he was a good rebounder. Marc Gasol's got range like he can shoot hmm. threes if he's mm-hmm. open. He's he's much more in that kind of like Euro style shooter, almost a, like a I'm about to say something exact religious, but a a a twenty five percent Dirk Nowitzki type who can kind yes. of like shoot actually from range like with some consistency um and yeah he was he was also a player that came over from the grizzlies was it last year or was that the year yeah they trade yeah they no they traded they traded for marcus all in the middle of the season so that was like the trade deadline push that toronto made um is they sent over some draft picks uh and someone oh they sent over a person but i don't know i don't remember Um, who it was to memphis uh, for Marcus Gasol, who had kind of been like languishing there because like as fun as Memphis basketball was during the grit and grind era, like they were, they were kind of trapped like Portland is, which yeah. is to say that they were never bad enough to like get good draft picks, mm. but they were also never good enough to beat the teams that were at the top of the, of the conference. So they never went anywhere. It, it, um, it le- le- legitimately, I would almost say the worst position in sports. Like, yes. I, yeah. like as as a fan of the Mavericks in the early two thousands, I just like di- I did that for a decade. Like watching yeah. the Mavs like constantly get beaten in like the second round of the playoffs and never getting a good draft pick. And I'm just like, yeah. this is hell. This is some kind of a weird purgatory <laughs> yeah. where we're basically hoping to win the like we're prepping for the race by hoping the runners will die. Like it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like and such that, a and, weird thing. And the thing. other the other issue with that, right, is that like you end up doing what uh, Memphis and what happened to that. Uh, oh my god, that was bizarre. Sorry, all of my screens went black and I had a small stroke. Oh good. Um, <laughs> um, you end up doing what happened to that Memphis team and what happened to that, uh, like what is currently happening to that Portland team and like what is happening to Dallas, like you end up running into three different dynasties over the course of that 10 years. Right. Sure. So like what happened was that the Grizzlies ended up hitting the Spurs, the Rockets resurgence, and then they hit, or they hit the Lakers and the Spurs then the Rockets resurgence. And then they kind of fell apart. And then the Warriors blew up. Um, And then Portland has like hit, they're going to hit the Lakers now is what's going to happen. They're going to hit the Lakers. They hit the Warriors yeah. and like the Rockets as well. Um, so like, it's just tough. Can we uh, talk about that for a bit? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I've just, how are there so many dynasties in basketball? Like, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I, I screenshotted uh, yesterday, like yeah. the four or five playoffs in a row were the same two teams. 
Yes. Which like does not happen in other sports unless it's um, NFL and it's the Patriots or some shit. So I, I um, think I think there are like two two reasons we see um we see dynasties. One is that the best player in the league can basically determine how to build the team. So yeah, so, so LeBron, LeBron James can LeBron make a decision. James can basically make the decision to surround himself with with very good supporting talent in Cleveland, and like you know, some players will take like pay cuts to basically play with LeBron James. He's the best player in the league, and like he he kind of you know was able to build a few really impressive teams. I'm I'm probably downplaying the role of GMs in that, but it's like I think he did have a big hand in kind of uh, taking that and uh, in in building, especially in Cleveland. But then there's another way, which is kind of uh, essentially what I would call collusion, you know, of of just yeah. players saying, you know, hanging out in the off season or during the year and being like, man, wouldn't it wouldn't it fucking whip if we played in LA next year? <laughs> And yeah. then like, and then like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, sure. And they basically move heaven and earth to get their agents to basically not agree to anything. But I'm gonna go play for the LA Clippers, which is kind of what Paul George and Kawhi Leonard did in the off season, which is like, yeah, right. You know, Kawhi Leonard kind of got courted by the Lakers and Clippers, but like, the Clippers were the ones who could make the move to get like Paul George out of uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma and City. it's like, which that- is like. Which is one of, oh God, I remember that day so vividly yeah, me too. because like that last off season was one of the most buck wild because basically every day you would wake up and like <laughs> the, these players would be on radically different teams and then you'd see photoshops of them in different jerseys and you'd be like, this is illegal. <laughs> like this is, this is a legal crime. There's no way Paul George, should cur- or not Paul George, Chris Paul should currently be on the thunder. Like yeah. this sucks to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so there are like very few, because it sounds more like players just care about who they play with rather than where they play with. Like yes. Play. So nobody has like attachments to the specific team they're playing for. Um, I mean, I, I would say when the when the Miami Heat built their weird super team in the mid two thousands, like the late two thousands, um, I, I would say that was a combination of both because like Dwayne Wade really loved playing in Miami, and yeah. he also was kind of like, hey LeBron, hey uh, Chris Bosh, like. Y'all don't have to pay income taxes if you work in Florida, and yeah. we can go to Miami. Well, also, also go to Miami one of you lives in day. Toronto, and the other one lives it's in Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that was a little bit of a both, where it's like they wanted to play with Dwayne Wade, who was one of the better uh, guards in the league at the time, and um, and also it was just like, yeah, Miami is fun, and we can you know play in miami and that's better than playing in cleveland um it's wild though because you you don't get that in hockey like players players can have like teams that they uh do or don't want to go to like they can have like you can trade me anywhere but this team but in general the players have very little control over where they go i mean there's there's that in the sense that like and no one's no one's going like man let's all go play for the indiana pacers like no one's doing that yeah um, even though they're pretty good this year, actually. They are pretty good this year. Um, also, like, through, so, so through trades own? and shrewd, like, yeah. business decisions by the Pacers. Sorry, how, how long are there, like, so in hockey, uh, obviously, they sign with the team. Then the team owns that contract. The team can do whatever the hell they want with that player. Okay. Like, the player has no say outside of, unless they have, like, a no-trade clause. Right. So, like, a... 
So there are uh, options. So there are team options and player options. When you draft a player, you basically get automatic uh, team options for for uh, players. I think in the, in the first round. I don't know if it extends to the yeah. second round. But you basically like after you know a one or two year contract, the team basically decides. Uh, yeah, I'm going to re-sign you at a rate that we basically agreed to. Now, what often happens is that like those contracts get like renegotiated before that happens, especially in the case of like very good players. Like, you know, it's like, hey, you should start paying me well, you know, as soon as possible rather than waiting until I can get like a max deal somewhere else is kind of like a, a thing that people do. Um, but like there are also player options. So like, uh, for example, and this is uh, shitty because it's the only team I know very well, but it's like uh, a guy named Tim Hardaway Jr. has a player option for the Mavs. Uh, after I think this season where like he basically just decides whether he wants to play again for the Mavs or if, uh, if he wants to opt out. Um, the other thing in a lot of these scenarios is that usually the, if you opt into the team option, you get more money. Yeah, that's yes. That's you a have the option. If you like stay with the current team that has your contract, you can make more money. So if to, because Kawhi got traded, to the Raptors, they had his contract. He could have made over the course of like a of like a five year deal, could have made like eighty million dollars more if he stayed in Toronto than he would have if he then Aaron said if him leaving. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also uh, looking at like the salary cap stuff and like the Golden State Warriors. Like the, going down the list, it's forty million, thirty two million, twenty seven million, eighteen million, four million, one million. That's a huge fucking disparity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Whereas, like, the Warriors just play the luxury tax every year. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's the thing in the NBA is the luxury tax is basically just like you can you can you can spend more money, but it, it basically costs you more money than even their contracts are worth, essentially. Um yeah. because like the, the top contracts in the NHL are like seven and a half million. Yeah, and literally, most players will fall between seven and three million. Like most good players, right? So like you can't just buy someone out because it's you're talking usually five hundred thousand an extra million dollars. Like nobody, people are easily willing to stomach a million dollars to stay with the team they like rather than like in the uh, NBA where it's like ah we'll bump you from twenty million to forty million if you come play for us. Like that's yeah. huge. Yeah, like, yeah, that's wild. How much do fighters make? I legitimately don't insane know how money disparity. works in fighting. Uh, it's a truly insane disparity. So they get paid, uh, and it's really, really, really rough uh, because you get show money and win money, uh, basically. Like, the, the superstars, the really, really top, 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 get millions to show up, and then mm -hmm. they get more millions if they win. Uh, some fighters are basically like, barely making ends meet at all and obviously like fighting is expensive you do have to travel you have to pay a nutritionist a coach whatever fees associated with how many coaches you have training partners all kinds of stuff right like you have to go to a a training camp to get ready for a fight for about two months before uh, actually fighting so it's really really wild and some of the disparities that you'll see even on the cards that are like oh women's championship fight like yeah they should get a lot of money and then it's like maybe not half or even less than that of like wild. oh what this dude who's a who's a superstar you know like conor mcgregor making an insane amount of money yeah. just to show up kind of thing yeah. so it's very much one of those and with that said like it, it doesn't fall strictly on gender lines which is not like 
good, but it's better than a lot of other sports where it's like, oh, women are not necessarily paid less than the men. It's like the men at the bottom rung are paid shit. The women at the bottom rung are paid shit. It's just that the, the sort of superstar. <laughs> ah, nobody wins. Insane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like it's very it's rough. And it's also one of those things where uh a lot of times fighters look at the pay of like, okay, this is my show money. This is my win money. And it's almost like, oh, if I lose, I get half my money. Like that's kind of the right. mentality. Right. So sometimes somebody's in a really mismatched fight. They're getting beaten to a pulp. I mean, really like getting beat up. Uh, and But not to the point where they're going to stop the fight. Like they're still defending themselves. Usually they don't stop a fight unless somebody is actively just unable to defend themselves, right? Like, so if you're getting just so outmatched, so outclassed, it's just not your day, whatever happened, but you're still defending yourself intelligently, the ref isn't going to make that decision for you unless, again, you stop being able to do that. So a lot of times people will kind of go out on their shield, quote unquote, and take more damage than they should when it's just like, man, you you should just throw in the towel. Like, you might get seriously hurt doing this. Yeah, why don't they should just... If I were a fight, if I were a fight, then <laughs> yeah. I would go in and then uh, do the hand tap and then immediately say, I lose and then try to climb out of the, <laughs> climb out of the octagon. <laughs> I legit, like one of my close friends that I train with, uh, he, he's uh, fought in professional fights and he has like an amateur title and all sorts of stuff. And he like almost got called up to be in, in Bellator uh, for like a, a, a kind of like a very fast turnaround like oh somebody dropped out you want to come be in this and bellator is kind of like it's not quite the ufc but it is kind of thought of as like oh the second like most popular promotion right very very well regarded promotion and he was like if i do this and he's like you know 36 he's like my age right and uh, so he's he's a very good fighter but he is not like a top contender kind of thing right and a lot of times they will call in you know good fighters or like good good people but like you're kind of there to be fodder for some new up and coming you know 21 year old who has been training since they were 11 and they're going to be the next superstar he was like he legitimately said like if i were to do this i would just wear the name of my gym on a t-shirt like just to get that popularity like on Uh tv and then be like Oh, I died! Like basically, yeah. like, like can you believe just, it? Just like fall over, like I've oh, been like, shot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a real ass thing that I've talked to people about. That's, That's incredible. That's amazing. Uh, what did y'all? Yeah. What did y'all think about the game down the stretch? I mean, like it, it's it's a it's a fairly tightly contested game. But obviously, the last, uh, the fourth quarter is yeah is the you, is the money quarter. You said this in in Slack, but it is buck wild that the Philadelphia 76ers oh couldn't God. win a series. Sorry, the food truck is here. Hello, <laughs> couldn't win a series with Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. And then whoever the center was, <laughs> or the, not the center, whoever the fifth player was, um, it Buck was, fucking wild. So it, it was Ben Simmons, JJ Redick, Jimmy Butler, JJ Redick, Harris, yeah, and and Joel Embiid, and like, uh, I mean this this would this would genuinely take too long to dissect, but like, like let's start at the bottom with JJ Redick. Like he is a listen. I, I you you forgot him, and we, he can be thought of as a no one, and that's fine. He's probably if you were building a starting lineup, and he's and he's the worst you're doing. That's not bad. Oh, that's super good. That's not bad. He's like 
Oh God, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. JJ Reddick is a glue guy. Yeah. <laughs> JJ Reddick is a glue guy and do you he wanna, provides- do you, want, do you want to explain what that means? No. Okay. Because <laughs> it would make you it would make you feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but but I mean Jimmy Butler's I mean uh uh JJ Reddick is like a team guy. Like he he does like team meetings, he he like keeps folks together. He like works out problems for players, yeah. that stuff. He's like known for that. He has a very good podcast. He does, um, which is oh, wild. Nice. Yeah. Which is really good, where he like in, in the middle of the season. He will interview players that he is going to play against the next evening, mm-hmm. um, which is really fun. It's a good, uh, it's a good conceit. Um, yeah. But like you know, he's a sharpshooter. He can shoot threes. Like he's just, he's he's just a good, yeah. good player. The number of moving threes that JJ Redick takes in this game that you're like, you idiot, no, <laughs> stupid, dumb idiot, and then it goes and in, you're, it like, goes oh, okay. in you're like, oh shit. <laughs> Um, but then like the rest of the team, like Ben Simmons is a point guard who is six foot 10 from Australia. Uh-huh. He can't shoot worth a can't shit. Can't shoot. Okay. So these are the, the, that is one of the two biggest things that I guess I walked away from this game yeah. from is imagine if Ben Simmons had even a little bit of a jump shot, if, if, if just it, even a if he had, small one, even if he had Giannis's jump shot, yeah. like that's it. Like Giannis it's is game not a great over. shooter, but it's like, fuck. Anyway, it's really weird for a six foot ten person to be a point guard in the league. That's very strange. Um, but the point it's guard too is too tall, right? It's very it's tall. too tall. It's very yeah, tall. Gotcha. Um, and so he really he a lot of players basically have like two positions that they play, or they're kind of just like floating. Um, like Ben Simmons is a is either a point guard or power forward, which is like wild like he he's basically playing because he's a big guy he can play against bigger players in the post or he's basically a point guard playing against the smallest player uh which yeah. is strange um and then joel Embiid, who's been fighting i think the flu at this point yeah he had diarrhea in this series yeah that was his <laughs> sickness oh no he was really you sick weren't joking no. I, no, like, no 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 i definitely he, thought that was a yeah. joke and then no. i realized mm-hmm. half halfway through my laugh i'm so sorry no that yeah sucks. no he had diarrhea during this series yeah also his he's got brittle bones <laughs> Yeah, he's he's too tall, so he's got his boat. His knee bones are sick. Also, he got like Joel Embiid is a sick man. Yeah, Aww. like he just gets injured really easily. Uh, but he's very good at basketball. He's like Greg Oden, but if he was way better. Yeah. Um, uh. But but anyway, um, but Jimmy Butler is like the weird one. Like what I I had watched like quite a few of the 76ers games from last year. Um, but like Jimmy Butler is a player who if if it was any other team, I would have just built it around him because yeah, he's, that's the, mm-hmm. he's very good and he's very brash and outspoken, but he's clearly, I think, the leader of any team he's on. Yes. But the 76ers did not let him do that. Okay, yes. That was the other biggest thing that I kind of realized is it's shocking how much better this offense works when the ball starts in Jimmy Butler's hands. Yes. Um, and the coach, Brett Brown, doesn't seem to be able to see that too good. No. Um, and in interviews later, it's kind of revealed that like uh, they didn't really like each other that much. Um, and also, Brett Brown might not be a very good basketball coach. Well, so, is so the other that thing. was really funny. Is that this year JJ Redick 
on his podcast, who now plays for the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, uh, interviewed Jimmy Butler, who now plays for the Miami Heat. Uh, and the the conversation almost immediately went to, so, hey, you and our old coach did not get along, huh? <laughs> and Jimmy Butler was just kind of like, nah, not really. <laughs> and, and like, you know, Jimmy Butler said some fucking wild shit about all that stuff. And J.J. Reddick just kind of sitting there like the most diplomatic person alive, just kind of like, yeah, huh? Okay. I'm not really going to respond to this, but I'm going to yeah, make but, wide eyes at the camera like Jim yeah. fucking Halpert. And, uh... <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's really funny. But um, Jimmy Butler also is like in this era of like basketball, he's kind of the most emblematic to me because he's like a journeyman superstar, which like doesn't happen. He's played in the last five years. He's played for the Bulls, the Timberwolves, the Sixers, and now the Heat, which is Buck wild. Yeah. Like for a player of Jimmy Butler's caliber to have jumped teams that much this fast um, is kind of ridiculous. But he's not he's not a glue guy. Like, no, he he is a blame thrower. So, like, if (laughs) if people fuck up on the team, he lets them know it. And I think a lot of people don't like that. Yeah. Um, There's a story about him when he was playing for the Timberwolves that he came into this is one of my favorite fucking NBA stories of the last decade. He came into the practice facility after losing a game the night before um, and goes into the practice facility and starts calling out the other members of the starting five for being trash. And then he gets the bench together and then commands and like basically commands everyone to do a five on five, basically like full game um, where he's leading the bench and then the rest of the starting five is on the other side. Um, and he, apparently the lore goes that Jimmy Butler beat the pants off of the uh, the other half of the team. Um, and then that was kind of the moment where he was like, fuck these people. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty that's that that's pretty much exactly Jimmy Butler's vibe. And like if any of the starting five that he was calling out were like, yeah, man, we're trash. We need to work harder. I feel like Jimmy Butler would be like, yeah. And like get yeah. and get them back, but no one is like, no one's. I don't know. No one's good with that kind of uh, treatment, which I kind of get. But it's uh, yeah. I don't is know. It, would you describe player. it as a good way to lead? Yeah, I don't think I would. Yeah, I, I, that's not in any of my leadership books. Okay, no. Actively denigrate your coworkers is not kind of yeah. Call, calling them trash and say do better and just being like, hopefully by osmosis they get it. Yeah, that's not really. I'm taking notes right now. Yeah, I'm taking notes for. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah, so that um, we didn't really talk about this, Danielle. But when you're when you're doing your new job, uh, I do have some some notes. Like don't um, don't challenge yeah. don't challenge the other five editors to a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Um, are you sure well you would win i will tell you that now um it's just that the morale would go the morale would go down so i think i am legitimately the shortest person no you're not i am yeah yeah are you sure yep okay john are you sure i i'm five one okay that is shorter than me, but not that much. <laughs> not by All that right, much. it's good to I know. Love that, I love that quiet. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Five one is less than right, five. Short three. stuff. You're right. Yeah, um, five one is sh- shorter than five four and three quarters. That I always make sure to say the three quarters. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> I do like the end of this game. God, it's so good. It's real good. 
It's so good. This game does definitely have last two minutes of a basketball game disease. It does. Um, which is to say that the last two minutes of any National Basketball Association game uh, go on for 15. Oh, God. Um, timeouts every two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot. Uh, why, do they, why do they get so many timeouts? They, they, <laughs> they, get, they get seven and they hoard them. They just uh, yeah. they're like, we're going to hold on to all of them. And then last minute, we're like, oh, beans. I don't <laughs> know how to do this. Cause, cause I don't you know how to one. play. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It and also because like the game changes in the last two minutes, too, because it becomes so much about or it becomes so much less about. Uh, flow and more about set pieces like which is uh, like there are drawn up plays that happen more in the last two minutes of a basketball game than basically happen throughout the entirety of the rest yeah. of the game which isn't to say that their like plays aren't run um, yeah. but like they'll go to the huddle during one of the four timeouts that they'll use at the end of the two minutes and then they'll drop a play. They'll do the play, and then the other team will do a timeout. They'll drop a play, and then you basically do that back and forth for a couple of minutes. What um, are the uh, What are the rules on when you can take a timeout? Because there's that one moment uh, where the I don't I don't know who's coaching. It's just like literally runs onto the floor to try to get a timeout. Yeah, Nick Nurse. While the other team has the ball. Like what? Okay, so that is a thing that I legitimately don't know how that happened. You have to have possession of the basketball. Yeah. To call a timeout, and you are correct, Dylan. The Toronto Raptors don't have possession of the ball when Nick Nurse calls this timeout. And I think what happened is that Nick Nurse called timeout when they did have possession, and it just took a while for everyone to kind of realize that that's what had happened. And in that gap, the ball changed possession, but like they were like, we had already called the timeout, so Toronto gets the ball back. Nick Nurse looks like Blathers. Nick Nurse, yes. wow, damn, yes. fuck. I had a question about him and, and just generally all coaches yeah. uh, yes. in basketball, and this is in other sports as well, uh, but it is always funny to me, maybe just coming from more seeing more MMA or seeing more sports where people wear like slightly more normal clothes uh, to be screaming and sweating and jumping up mm -hmm. and down, but like those suits must smell terrible. Like yeah. they're, they're wearing like full, you know, very nice three piece suits. And I understand you have to look professional, but like the thing you're doing when you're coaching is running around and like pacing and jumping and screaming and like being very, very physical. And it's a thing that also annoys me in action movies. Like when James Bond is running around, I'm like, you're going to hurt your feet. You're gonna hurt your knees. Yeah. You're gonna slip on shit. Why are you doing this in a suit? James Bond die. is getting plantar fasciitis every <laughs> single moment, and, yeah. the, and and he's got the worst swamp ass just constantly. Honestly, it's yes. Just, it's just constant swamp ass and plantar fasciitis for James Bond, as well as every NBA coach. Yeah, you're right. I'm worried the, about them. I, this is like a legitimate thing that I worry about every time. A fun thing that we forgot to kind of talk about about Nick Nurse is that this was this that year, 2019, was his first year as the head coach of this team oh, because shit. the previous coach, uh, <laughs> fucking Dwayne Casey, won coach of the year in 2018, was fired in the offseason following him winning coach of the year. What yep. did he do? Did he do nothing, something bad? Nothing. No. No? No. No, no, he didn't do anything that he won coach of the year. And then they were like, listen, this is not going to work. Yeah, what the they, fuck? They, they briefly touch upon it in the broadcast. Um, oop, the monitor's turned off. I got a Nikki. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they briefly touched upon it in the broadcast where uh, 
what, what was he assistant coach and they just promoted yeah. him after firing the old coach but they did yeah. not mention that the old coach was coach of the year yeah, yeah he was coach of the year the year the year before he was fired well, if, you think that's, that. if you think that's interesting let me tell you about someone named jimmy johnson who coached the uh-huh. dallas cowboys uh, in the early 90s this is the good jimmy johnson uh um, damn and uh, Jimmy Johnson did take over for legendary Cowboys coach uh, uh, Tom Landry, and that was a very unpopular move because Jerry Jones basically fired Tom Landry immediately after becoming the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Anyway, uh, and then Jimmy Johnson basically turned a one in fifteen team into a, a perennial Super Bowl contender for almost the entirety of the early nineties. Won two Super Bowls in a row, and after winning the the second one, Jerry Jones was like, <laughs> "Hey, peace, bud. I think I can do this without." you and uh and, and then now how many super bowls have they won since they John? did they did win one after that and it was just two years later with coach barry switzer but here's the really funny thing about that that super bowl win is that they did a documentary uh called america's game which like highlighted all the super bowl champions we should probably watch that at some point maybe when, Ooh, when yeah. maybe when football comes back but um uh, they did do that season and they interviewed all the Cowboys and literally all of them interviewed were like, yeah, this was basically the team that Jimmy Johnson uh, built and we fucking hated playing for Barry Switzer and we won despite him. <laughs> and it was just like, whoa, that's wild. So there is a precedent for like really good coaches getting fired, but it's weird. And it's it's like what happened like what yeah obviously something happened it's not it's not like a meritocracy thing where it's yeah. like you you this did, you, like oh you won coach of the year there's nowhere else you could go it's like yes there is yeah. you idiot you could win the yeah. whole you could win the nba title you yeah. know so it's what happens strange. here is just that like they didn't think they he had run his course basically which like is, which they, is so strange is, to me right um, but the Raptors had gotten to the basically like the step before the mountaintop so many times. And I think they were just like, we yeah. ha- if we're going to shake it up and kind of blow up our big two yeah, and get Kawhi Leonard in here, we, we might as well just kind of blow the whole thing up. Yeah. Um, and now he's the coach of the Pistons, the worst team in the NBA. Yeah. Oh. Uh, a oh. team that lost like $37 million two seasons ago, which is a oh. fun little thing. Oh yeah, we yeah we should we should do that soon. Talk about do teams that. Lo- I did I didn't know that teams. Well, I mean it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Teams lose money, right? It, yeah. It's, it's an expensive venture to have a team. So okay, sorry. To, uh, I answered my own dumb question no, in my own head. No, but it <laughs> no. is it is rare in the NBA okay. for a lot of reasons. But the Pistons are a special case because um, they're very bad, and they decided to open <laughs> up a building and then not do anything to the team while they were very bad. So they opened up a new building and no one came to it because the basketball oh happening inside wasn't good. Yeah. Look at sense. our look at our beautiful stadium. There's no yeah. one here. Yeah. There's Little Caesars <laughs> Arena. Yeah. Oh. Um this was one of the best buzzer beaters in NBA history. Oh my uh-huh. god, yes. Easy. 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 So Jimmy Butler goes in and does a good basketball layup to kind of tie the game up with four four seconds left at the end of the fourth quarter and a timeout gets called. They progress. They do the thing that I legitimately actually do hate in basketball, where if you call a timeout, the ball advances to the other side of the court, which doesn't make any sense. Like it just doesn't make any sense, but whatever it's good for this specific purpose. Um, And they, the referee yells at a man. Did y'all catch this? Yeah. The guy standing up. 
Yeah, there's a there's a Sixers fan that's standing up and is like on the court for a lot of the game. <laughs> yeah. And the referee comes over and yells at him before he gives the ball to Marcus to inbound. Oh, also immediately before this, the camera cuts to a woman in the stands. He's got a T-shirt on <laughs> over her head. Yes, and, T-shirt woman. <laughs> and she says something like, if my lip reading is correct, she's like, I don't. She says something like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and then she puts similar. the shirt like yeah. weirdly over her face, but only halfway. I don't know what's it's going so on bizarre. there. Well, it's, it was prophetic for social distancing and wearing a yeah. mask in public. Honestly. It's like how, how to make your own mask and be this lady. Um, it's so good. Marcus all inbounds the ball to Kawhi Leonard at the top of the three-point line. And then Philly just doesn't really pressure him that well, it's really weird because he just like runs to the corner and then it's given a little bit of space by Joel Embiid and yeah. then he, Kawhi shoots it and then in the longest one and a wild. half seconds, I've like I watched this game live and it was like there's already time dilation because of the way that the last two minutes of an NBA game are. But this was like the longest second and a half maybe of my entire life. <laughs> he shoots the ball. It bounces off the top of the or off of the front of the rim once. Then it hits the side of the rim. Then it bounces off of the brick twice. And then it very slowly kind of drops in. Um if you, that's it. if you wrote that in a fucking Teen Wolf yeah. basketball <laughs> movie sequel, yeah. you would go like a director would go. That was too long. Like that's yeah. that that would never happen. That that kind of bounce would just never occur. It is the strangest buzzer beater. It, it, it's very dramatic because it's a game seven and it's a game winner and there's no time on the clock. It's perfect. It's great. But like the fact that it's just so just from a physics perspective yeah. so bizarre it's is, so wrong it bounces wrong. four times it bounces four times in a different direction each time yeah yeah it's just so satisfying like sound wise like i wanted yeah. to watch it to listen over and over God, watching the arena that it. building was so loud that was like maybe the loudest like they did yeah. a tnt did a really good job of miking this building up because a lot of times like they like nba broadcasts will do a really bad job of miking up buildings um which is kind of like a perpetual problem kind of across sports yeah um and or espn and fox also do a really bad job of miking up like soccer games but that's a different it's a different conversation they did a really good job for this one crowd was super loud and this was the quietest that building had gotten it was like you could hear a fucking pin drop but the pin was actually the basketball hitting the hitting the hoop um god so good yeah also the call is tremendous uh kevin harlan rules like he it, rules it, so kevin harlan is the one who called this game and he also is the voice of all the nba 2k games um i love i i my dream is to have kevin harlan on sports mill I, we oh yeah. my god i would love to well, have he's, that he happen. doesn't have much going on right now right so, no no you know no he's just i, I did want to ask yeah please. Uh, about this about uh well him and like just generally the announcing uh it sounds like a radio broadcast to me and again this might be a very basic question but is that still a thing like if you're driving around in your car can you mm -hmm. put the game yes. on kind of thing okay cool yeah so it is intended to be that kind well, of but you're right? you're not getting the weird thing is yeah. you're n almost never getting the tv no. feed over the radio so you're gonna get the local 
Gosh. You like you might get the audio for the TV broadcast okay. via the radio, but like the 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 packaged NBA national television situation is such a packaged thing that like sure. the like the theme song for NBA on TNT is like I think it's legitimately one of the best pieces oh, of music that has been written. Fucking nice. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like an institution. So like the NBA on TNT package is like contained. Um, so that almost never bleeds out. I think it's just because Kevin Harlan is old and he probably did radio at once. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he it, also, um, it also feels like the least play by play out of the sports I've watched. Yeah. Like mm. hockey, there's always, you know, the, the main commentator is always explaining where the puck is, who has it, what's going on. And in, in this, I felt it was mostly just them talking about what was happening rather yeah. than like actually telling you where the ball is going and who has it. And Hockey commentary always sounds like a live auction to me. Like, <laughs> 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 like, and, and that's not it's like it's there's something kind of soothing about it. But yeah, yeah it's it's not like it's it's definitely they're not they're not talking about kind of like a lot of the context necessarily of what's going on. They're really focused on the ice. I feel yeah. like um, the but, king of basketball commentators, not talking about fucking basketball is uh fucking Bill Walton, Luke Walton's oh dad. My God. <laughs> God, that man. I love that man. He's great. Um, He will talk about literally anything that isn't basketball while calling <laughs> basketball And ESPN will still hire him to do college games. Um, and he'll like, you'll look down and kind of zone out for a second and you'll look back up and he's talking about like existentialism, like straight the fuck up. Yeah. My guy is talking about existentialism during this like Portland state uh, Iowa State game. And you're like, how did we get here? Well, please, Nikki, let's please explain how we did get here. And it's because my guy, Walton did, did so much LSD <laughs> in the seventies and he did so he does continues to do so much weed now that he just can't talk about anything else that isn't like, you know, what, what conversation you would typically have in your dorm at like 2 AM. Um, but just as a commentator anyway uh kevin harlan's really good uh to answer your question even and even more thoroughly uh kevin harlan actually does football broadcasts as well okay Mm -hmm. Okay. and and there was a game last year uh there was a monday night football game and that broadcast is on espn and they have their commentators and some would say those commentators are bad Um, i would also say that they're bad yeah and but my guy kevin harlan was doing the radio call of that game and during the game, it was a Dallas Cowboys uh, New York Giants game. Uh, a black cat ran onto the field and basically just like kept like running around the field and like interfering with play for like a few minutes. Um, it was very good. And like and like you know the the ESPN broadcast was like oh yeah it's a black cat. Oh, ha, ha. But Kevin but Kevin Harlan's radio call he starts calling it like the like the, the cat has the football and he's like yes! he is like. He is like play by playing this cat running toward the end zone. And he's just like, no one's going to stop him. No one's going to get to the cat. The cat's going to the cat. And he's like, he is giving it 1000% of this like goofy ass thing. And it's one of those things that he does. And it's not even the first time he's done it. He did that when a streaker ran onto the field uh, years ago during an NFL game. And he's just like doing live commentary of this bullshit and it's like he puts his back into everything he does and i love that kind of energy he brings to uh commentary so he's very good 
Oh, that's so wonderful. That seriously, like, brightens my day. Yeah. <laughs> that's so yeah. good. He just, I, I, he just, you can tell he just legitimately loves sports and he loves being a yeah. part of that energy. And, like, I think that's really cool. Um, their reaction also, when the. Kevin- Kevin, oh wait, sorry. Kevin Harlan, uh, early in the game, early in the first quarter, says this is a game only a mother could love, oh. and I love that call very much. Wait, say that one more time. Oh, sorry. He says that this is a game in early in the first quarter. He says that this is a game yep. only a mother could love. Oh yeah, um, it was, it's so ugly. It's only a mother could love it. It's very good. It's a that was a very good, it's call. very funny. Um, yeah. I loved their reaction when the ball goes in. Yeah. And it's they like they just, forgot. Yeah. How to commentate. yeah they they were doing oh. TV. Yeah. It was very good. They just because they did what I did. Yeah. They just go, oh, you know, it's just very organic. Um, and then they very wisely shut up. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, so frequently, and actually, like, a lot of commentators are getting better at this, where they, like, stop talking once, like, it's clear that it's no longer about the things that they're saying and more about, like, the moment. But, like, to have the, like, the, the, peace of mind i guess um to lose your gourd immediately and just both of you start yelling and then immediately also shut up yeah so like you can't so the viewer can kind of like eat in the the kind of crowd noise is so good yeah that's very good and they also i guess could have had their mics cut but i like to think that they stopped i think they shut up i think they shut up and i think poor joel and b is so sad that they lost that series and i think more than anything he's so sad that he had so much diarrhea and still didn't win the game um let me see if i can find this image of joel and b weeping oh it's very sad it's a very sad picture he was he was very sad i felt bad for him He's he's like a pretty like outspoken guy, but he took he took this loss really hard. Yeah, Hulu has live sports is what he wants you to know though. That's true. Oh, how did you guys celebrate the Hulu has live sports minute? It was great. Which they left in the game. <laughs> yeah, they, they cut everything <laughs> else, which is wild. <laughs> um, Danielle and Dylan, do you think you might watch more basketball? Did this 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 maybe sway you at all to watch more basketball? Fuck yeah! Okay. I actually started, every game like, is like this. Yeah, I, I, it's so I started. I got ESPN Plus, you know, the day before we started Sports Middle, uh, because oh there were God. still games on, and I was like so excited to watch basketball because it, it's been a while. Like, like I said, the last time I really, really watched a lot of basketball was Don't Judge Me, but like the two thousand eight, two thousand nine sort of era. I lived in Boston. Yeah, I don't remember that year, yeah, Boston. It's, it's okay. Like, so did, basket, like, did we play? Did would basketball happen that year? There was basketball. <laughs> there was ah, basketball. I'm sorry. I well, see. <laughs> also, if you see 2019's hit film Uncut Gems, you can see a lot of that uh, basketball it's season as well. True. <laughs> you do. You sure do. And I'm like, I remember that show. Oh, there's KG. Oh, cool. It's been a while. It's been a while. But yeah, I had actually kind of started watching like, oh, last weekend's games, you know, and being like, oh, I'm going to watch a basketball again and and actually started watching some college games, too. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's a good excuse. And I'm I'm having fun. I, I still don't completely understand it. I'm at a level of you know i've watched enough football to kind of understand it right, uh, right. I, I know what my sports are obviously I'm a, I'm a sports person but i'm a weird sports person where i like non-necessarily super traditional team sports more than more traditional team sports yeah. uh, to watch but I'm, i still genuinely like any physical endeavor that is interesting 
is is always going to be something I will absolutely watch if it's in front of me. Like I will sit there and figure out what diving is like if the Olympics are on that kind of thing. Oh, nice. Like I might know nothing about it, but like it's there's just something very very compelling to me about like bodies doing beautiful difficult things you know, uh, in, in front of me, I guess, which sounds weird. <laughs> now that I say no, that good. like that, I no, phrase that weirdly. No, I think, <laughs> I, I honestly think, I think that's why most people actually do like sports and stuff, but they, they don't really know how to verbalize that. I think sure. that's okay. I'm not I mean, sure I that I do either, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. What about you, Dylan? Do you think you're going to be a basketball man? Uh, will I get into it full <laughs> time? Probably not. But I mean, like, um, I think more than anything, it helped me understand a lot, especially because I had to pause and look up rules, which I've really never done. Yeah. Um, I think it makes it easier to uh, follow you and Nikki freaking out over trades and uh, <laughs> who's who's in playoffs and who's winning and who's losing because you guys freak out on the regular. Yeah. And I usually have no idea what you're talking about, but at least now I have a general idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. At least it makes that part more enjoyable. Well, whenever the NBA comes back, which which, <laughs> yeah. which may be a long time Fun from joke, now, we, uh, we should definitely like watch them on stream or something and do like a, a couch couch commentary. Or we could or go something. to a Clippers game because those tickets cost seven dollars. Yeah, we could wow. do that. We could do that. We could do that. We could Did, do that. Is that legit? Yes. Yeah. How which is, is wild possible? because they're the second best team in the West. I was going to say, are Clippers bad? <laughs> no, they're no, the second they're best team good. in the West. Nobody likes play? the Clippers is what? The Staples Center. Staples, okay. It's yeah. just nobody likes them. Staples? Yes. Uh, For okay. now. they the, the, uh, the small bit of sports news before we wrap this is that uh, uh, fucking what's his name? Holy shit. Steve Ballmer, the man who owns the Clippers, used to be the CEO of Microsoft. Oh, yeah. Former um, Microsoft man. Yeah. Uh, developers, 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 developers. developers. Yeah. yeah. Um, he <laughs> he bought the forum, which is the building that the Lakers used to play in. That is now uh, a music only venue. That yeah. was that before this week was owned by James Dolan, who owns Madison Square Garden Entertainment, which owns the who has coronavirus, the Knicks, by the way, who has coronavirus. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy who owns the oh, Knicks. No. Um, uh, he just bought that building from them outright uh, so he could build his basketball arena in Inglewood. Yeah. Which isn't a nonsensical thing. They should just move the Clippers to Seattle. But uh, it's not my job. That's not your job. Yeah. Anyway. Nikki, take us home. Thank you for listening to Sports Middle. Uh, it was a good one, I think, this week. Um, if you liked listening to this podcast, can I interest you in other ones? Um, <laughs> if you went to fanbyte.com slash podcasts, is that true? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, it's true. We did get, okay. we did, we did get fucking uh, dragged <laughs> on Twitter for our we podcast did. navigation. So um, we're going to work on that. We're going to yeah, fix it. It's fanbyte.com slash podcasts. Fanbag.com slash podcast is where you can listen to this and every other one of our shows. Um, you can get into contact with us by emailing us at podcast at fanbag.com. John, we should set up that phone number soon. Oh, I thought you had. Oh, I did, but like we should like legitimately like, set it up so people can call oh, it. I literally and, thought you had. I thought you oh, used uh, Dylan's uh, Google oh, Voice. Oh, we did. To do that. Oh, we just hadn't like talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so next week we'll have a phone number that you can call. Yes. Um, and yeah, where can people find you on twitter.com, John? Um, you can find me at Floppy Toll, but I don't know why you would. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm kind of a, I don't know, 
I, what, what's the name of the person that holds the ladder? I'm not even on the ladder. Uh, <laughs> a retiree. Yeah. That's what they're called. <laughs> um, Dylan, where can people find you? At Skiffington underscore. Danielle. I'm at the top of the ladder, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm at Danielle R.I. Do you want I, uh, just real quick, Danielle? Do you um did you want the same thing for lunch or did you want something something else? Yeah, just uh, more feta cheese, please. Okay. Make sure they hold uh you know no. Okay, no hold on, meat. let me get let me get a pen. Let me get a pen. Hold on. One editor second. in chief, not editor in beef. I need to make her corrections. All right. Okay. Uh, for my salad. More feta cheese. Okay. Anything else? Do you want to cook? Hey, do you want a cookie this time? Uh, only if they have the nice protein cookies, thanks. Okay. Eat it? Yes, please. Okay. What? What the fuck? A protein <laughs> cookie? A what? <laughs> you can find those. me on... No, I don't believe you. You They're can find good. me on Twitter at Godzilla, G-O-D-S-E-W-A. Um, thanks for listening. And as always, we're Malcolm, but sports. <laughs> <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>